Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, with by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Um, hello, everybody. Go snakes. Am I right? Yeah, sports. She did it. She's totally a sports person. A, I watched a game. A game. <laughs> yes. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beauty ghoul babies. <laughs> and happy <laughs> Halloween. Since I believe this is the last recording we're going to do before Halloween shows up. Yeah, that sounds right. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Uh, No, not really. I don't think so. Well, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to Halloween bar trivia. I think like maybe the second or third time I've ever done bar trivia in my life with some friends on the 30th, which will be nice. But for the night itself, no. Because I'm too fat for costumes. What? Yeah. You we could do you could do so many things. Dude, a lot the- of fat people costumes are shirtless and I don't I'm not about that life in the cold. Like, you know, there's a chance <laughs> to make it like snow in the first week of November or whatever. I'm not trying to be about that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Also, don't get me wrong. I know there are costumes for fat people. They just tend to take money and time and resources that make I don't your own. want to a lot. I mean, again, time and resources. <laughs> <laughs> I could be playing Civilization Revolution. Yes. You know? yeah. I could be playing Baldur's Gate 3. I could be napping. That's true. That's true. You could oh. be napping. Yes. That's good shit. Yeah. There, there is how a lot. you guys doing, doing anything for, for, for all, all Hallows' Eve? Uh, I am working, and my work is offering us the ability to wear a costume instead of your uniform. So I am going to do something so I don't have to wear my uniform. That is basically my goal for Halloween. I make your sports jersey. You're a sports guy. That's your yeah, costume. I, I, I'm, cos- <laughs> I'm, I'm cosplaying as Tom. My costume is Tom Brady. I'm Tom Brady as a Buccaneer. I did it. I nailed it. I'm, I have the greatest costume. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah I, I like- only because it's too short notice for you to pull together uh, an Epstein costume. Black lines. Because I'm sure that would make you. <laughs> That would make you really popular. Oh yeah, it'd be really great. Put a helmet on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, we'd go out buy a helmet, jersey, football pants. That'd be awesome. Just great. But yeah, I, I don't know if I have to go to Spirit Halloween and just grab the most generic thing off the rack. I don't care. But basically, <laughs> it was just like. If you want to wear a costume, because it's a casino, so you can't wear a mask because they want to see your face at all times. Even if it's you, you're an employee, they still don't want you wearing a mask. But like just generic costume seems like a really good idea as compared to wearing uh, the ridiculous uniform that I'm forced to wear when I'm at work. You've got a so. pretty gnarly beard going now. You could be a Jesus. You could be a Jesus. It's such an easy costume. It's just like a sheet. Yes, I could. I could go. Jesus, be the dude from the Big Lebowski, and you just put a robe on. That'd be so nice. I could just be the dude. Robe. I could be the dude. Um, I was. A lot of people have said I'm Hagrid, so mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that I want to endorse J.K. Rowling, but I understand. Yeah. I understand Hagrid. That seems. Uh, like... I, I mean, body shape wise, and with the beard, like I hate to admit it, but you would actually make a pretty good Hagrid if you wanted to go for it. Yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I, I, because like I think we are doing like a 
costume contest of some kind where you can win money if you have a good costume. And I feel like Hagrid ticks enough boxes for people that if I tried it, I might have a chance. But I don't know that I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I want to risk it for the biscuit because I don't know how much you win. I don't know how much I, I don't know how much I would have to invest in Hagrid, and then just to come up painfully short and then be like, wow, now I'm out all this money for Hagrid, and I am now photographed being a character in. El I'm going to be a clown. <laughs> this is me. You're already you like my wig. Uh, incredible. Absolutely sparkling. Again, theater of the mind. This is brilliant podcasting where Haley is showing us visual things and us. The <laughs> audience, I didn't know you had a cloud outfit. I'm going to need you to send me that and any other cloud related materials you have off show <laughs> for reasons. Okay. Dude, I'm about, I'm about that cloud life. I yeah, was raised too. Barney. You don't know, you, you don't know my life. <laughs> L's on the L's on the ICP dating site looking for down ass lets. <laughs> See those people. Those people just want to be clowns. Like the 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 civilization has evolved to the point where, dude, if I want clussy, I can go right to the source. I can get clussy. I can get it with I can get it without the ICP. Yes. I can just go straight to a sexy clown, male just or female. alt girl. Yeah, there's an alt girl spectrum, and you got clown girl. You got mime girl, you got goth girl, and then there's a little bit in between. There's a little bit of bisexuality in between the spectrums. But I'm currently I'm currently on that clown girl shit. So um, I, I'm in for I'm all gonna... of that, dude. I'm not gonna lie. The, <laughs> the only one on that, the only one on like the 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 like the the spectrum like that that I'm like I don't like the dedicated e girl. The e girl <laughs> look just doesn't do it for me. It's too soft. Like 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 Brad like the the facial features where they try to make it look like you're an anime character. I'm not about that. If I want to jerk off to an anime, I can just do that. They exist. I could I could just find an anime. <laughs> this is a riveting conversation. But yes, I am gonna be a clown. I, I have a big giant cotton candy wig, it's lots of colors. I'm gonna do better makeup. That was like just uh I wanna put the costume on and I like I have to look like a clown. So I put on some I just literally <laughs> took some lipstick and like put it on my face. Um <laughs> you know, you, like a sane person. You just you just you just <laughs> Stabbed your face with a lipstick. In the mirror, it like, like, they just did it. You're, you're, you're like, am I going for clown or woman in the woman having a mental breakdown? Either or, one or it the looked other. A little bit like that, but you know, either way, we need to stop this conversation because it's going to get me bricked up. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, so uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was going into. I think it was New Year's Eve going from 2021 to 2022. My friends and I got together. We were hanging out at their attic. Some stuff happened that may have expanded our consciousness. And we were watching uh, Malcolm in the Middle. And it was the episode where Malcolm's teacher uh, puts on sex. uh, Sorry, puts on clown makeup. (laughs) And, uh, you know, is just there doing her thing. And we determined over the course of that evening that 2022 was going to be year of the sexy cloud and that ended up being fucking crazy prophetic mm-hmm. uh at least in terms of my algo which was really insane because i didn't actually go out looking for that stuff but my, my phone heard me talking about it was just like oh say less cussy on this man's timeline you know yeah pussy clown pussy for those yeah, so my, listeners who don't the, know the worst part is, is that like what if i you know i, I am for the, all intents and purposes straight but if i wanted to see a clown cock what am I supposed to call that? Clock is already a word. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really appropriate conversation. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> As usual. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, 
it is closer to on topic than most of the other shit that we talk about during the very beginning of our show most days in that we are talking about clowns and later on we will also be talking about clowns true yes and (laughs) it's hosted by clowns yeah yeah Eh? and also just like clowns we're not really that funny and no one understands why we're around (laughs) true and we're mostly depressed but i like how like the clown before we segue the clown went from being like a funny japester back in the day before like pop culture ruined clowns for everybody and made them terrifying then pop culture ruined clowns for everybody and made them terrifying which is cool uh i was about that because i think scary clowns are neater anyway but you know i know people who are in the clowning business and they weren't very happy with that switch over uh so i am excited that now third wave of clowning clowns are sexy boys like like to 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 like reclaim some of their power clowns have gone from being funny to terrifying to sexy mm-hmm. what a trajectory thank you That's right. thank That's you internet I, I salute you pennywise scare the <laughs> cum right out of me uh okay uh and on that gross note let's move on to our abuse bouche it's time for a light sampling of insanity get ready for the amuse bouche i will say this i've never regretted it being a food pun more or reference. It's not really a pun. I've never regretted it being related to food more than that horrible segue I just did. Anyway, a booze boosh for this week. We're going to start with our buddy, Michael Flynn. He's back again. You may call him Michael Flynn again, which I did in our notes here. Mike, why are we talking about Michael Flynn again? So our boy Michael Flynn, after his little uh, dust up on the X-22 report, where he was all just sort of like, you know, I'm not really buying into this whole military coup thing and Margle Argle. Flynn doubled down and made a post on social media where he basically said that Q is this bullshit psyop and this is all ridiculous and that we digital soldiers got to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps if we're going to save America. Ain't nobody going to save us, save it for us. And he has done this before where he has uh, accused uh, QAnon of being a left-wing psyop and this kind of stuff to discredit MAGA and blah, blah, blah. But this time he really like put some extra stank on it. He was really like belligerent about the fact that you Q people need to fucking quit making your spicy memes and posting on the internet and you need to start running for like school boards and actually doing real damage to America to actually break shit and ruin things so that like the our our whole operation can be effective and this made QAnon incredibly sad because Aww. oh heartbreaking just absolutely <laughs> heartbreaking because the military daddy is probably like their third favorite daddy behind orange daddy and emerald apartheid mind daddy so this led to Should we color code of- all of them like they were pokemon game releases <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I would guess Flynn would just be white because he is like the most white nationalist. Well, well, let's be real; they'd all be white. Oh yeah, they'd all be white. <laughs> but he's the one that's like more militant in that faction of things than the rest of them. He'd be camo colored. He could be all get camo colored. He's army. Yeah, that's that's fine. We can invisible. we can go. Yeah, oh, he's invisible daddy. <laughs> that's that's Michael Flynn. He's our invisible daddy. Actually, I think Invisible Daddy's God, so I think Michael Flynn shouldn't be stepping on Yahweh's uh, turf there. I'm just saying, dude, according to Electronic Gaming Monthly, the hottest, newest release of Wokemon Emerald, the secret po- <laughs> Wokemon at the end of it is Elon Musk, which is insane. He's so good. 
<laughs> I love the term Wokemon. Oh my god. We have to get that into some conservative moron's fucking speech so they can fucking rail about it. Oh, the thing is that, like, Mr. Mime is woke. It's pretty uh, uh, Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mime seems like the sort of dude to have like a bag full of feet under his floorboard. <laughs> and you'd just be like, where are the rest of the people? He'd be like, what people? And you're like looking at a bag of feet. And you're like, oh god. <laughs> Mr. Mime, no, why? Jinx, woke. That's a Pokemon, right? Uh, Jinx is the opposite of woke. She's very much a black stereotype. And, that's true, uh, actually. That's... <laughs> Pikachu, woke. I'm running okay. out of... <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that one, that one I'll, I'll allow. Pikachu, I, as far as I know, there's nothing wrong with Pikachu. <laughs> the cancel culture hasn't come from Pikachu yet. Well, well Pikachu, <laughs> Pikachu was a cop, and all cops are bastards, so... That's true. Was he, was he a cop? Was he a cop? I thought Pikachu well, just dressed like a cop. And if well, just dressing like a cop is a different to oh, turn a bastard, then, dude, strippers well, I, all over the world well, are going to be in rough shape. <laughs> well, I mean, he was... Did he impersonate a cop, or was he a cop? This is an important question. Right, yeah, dude, I, I, impersonating a cop is punk as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the name of the movie was Detective Pikachu, so, I mean, uh, I... I hmm. I, I, but I, I don't know. That oh, he was a here. private dick. Private dicks are a different breed. They're not really cops. They don't have cop authority. <laughs> this is true. You know, <laughs> he's, a, he's that. That would be the greatest. I want. I want 1940s noir detective Pikachu. I want. I want Pikachu like pre World War II solving the murder of someone in San Francisco. That's what I want now. That would be the. That, that's the movie for me. Please don't make that movie. It'll make no money because only I will care about it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's just like, uh, <laughs> it's funny as it is to picture just like a, like a, a grizzled, hard-boiled Pikachu behind a desk just being like, the day walked in and she had games for days. And then the camera turns over and it's just like fucking like a giraffe rig or something. And you're just like, oh, I get it. It's Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know how many of those jokes are going to, like, you're going get, to get away with before people are just like, this is boring. Yes. <laughs> So anyhow, uh, Michael Flynn's post led to this giant reaction inside of QAnon where people had to take sides. And mainly people were defending Flynn and saying, look, guys, Flynn has to keep his distance from Q. He's playing a role. And Michael Flynn's just trying to give us a slap on the ass. We got to be motivated. We got to be powerful digital soldiers. We got to fight to create the Great Awakening. We got to do all this work. And other people, the like the Flynn hating crew, like Matrix Authority and Spooky Groove, those guys were like, we told you, we told you Michael Flynn was a piece of shit, fucking called it, boom, nailed it, jump shot, we're the best. And everyone else is trying to rationalize why he was doing this. Uh, totally not Q, Ron Watkins uh, popped onto his dad's live stream and gave like a minute long rambling speech about how uh, Michael Flynn said that Q is a psyop, but he used a negative connotation for that term. But a psyop can mean any kind of thing. It can be a good thing. And I think Q was totally a good thing. And I, I mean, and it was just like, yeah, we know, Ron, because you were Q. And obviously, <laughs> obviously, you thought you were doing good because you were doing it. I don't know very many people who are like, I'm doing a bad thing. And now the bad thing I'm doing is more bad. So, yeah, and, and usually the people that uh, do say things like that are saying it by way of an acoustic guitar on like a stage or, you know, recording some sort of like the sickest blues album you've ever heard. But you're like, <laughs> I wish I could stop drinking and cheating on my wife, but I can't. Here's a song about it. Okay. <laughs> so is Flynn an enemy now? Is he a black hat? 
See, it's funny. Boom, nailed it. Portmanteau. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> but not really, because most people are clinging to camouflage daddy as best they can. The one really funny thing that happened as a result of this whole conversation. Well, he just put out that hit song. You can't dump him oh, now. Yeah, no, he, he did his T Pain impersonation. We gotta keep him on the. We gotta keep him in the roster for a while. He could come up with another killer T Pain jam any minute now. That'd be incredible. But um, the one other sub note to all of this that was really funny was this sparked a large debate in the QAnon community about the nature of Q, and basically. There was this real big argument over is Q still a super secret spy who is working at the hand was hand in hand with Donald Trump to save the world from the bad guys, or is Q like literally just a guy and he triggered the Great Awakening by opening our minds and making us question everything and blah blah blah. And I was just reading that shit and it, it, I, I'm just trying to imagine some Christian who being like, "Hey guys, does it really matter if Christ was divine and the Son of God or not?" Because I mean, he just had some good points. Can't we just accept that he was good? It's like, no, dumb dumb. The whole point of Christianity is that Jesus died for our sins and saved the world as a result of it. The whole point of QAnon is that Q team went to Donald Trump, begged him to run for president to save the world from Hillary Clinton. And he did that, and he won because they helped beat the cheat. And now they're all going to arrest all the bad guys and send them to Gitmo and save the world. QAnon doesn't work if it's they're going to dare the rope us all. Yes, basically that's the dream. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's the, that's the goal of all this shit. It's a it's a it's a fascistic uh, fantasy, and it's it's dangerous. <laughs> I, I like that you were not explaining... that we have to mention. It. It's just, I, I I I I don't know. Why I mentioned that I'm a little no, high. No, I. I, I <laughs> I don't mind that you mentioned it. What 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 got to me was that you mentioned it in an ASMR voice. You were like, "It's a fascist dictatorship." I don't know why I'm. I don't. I'm a little. I don't high. know why you got so <laughs> quiet on that. It's just, it's like, I'm here to. I'm here to terrify you and also get 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 those nerves on the back of your neck prickling. <laughs> you have to do cloud photos, ASMR voice. I mean, calm down, Haley. The listeners can handle so Sorry, much. audience who. The audience slash your co-host can only handle so much. All oh, the power. Oh! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do we have listeners? <laughs> I believe so. Uh, actually, yeah. I, I, one of them actually uh, reached out on Blue Sky. Oh, she's like, I'm the one who, who who posted the correction. And I was like, oh, thanks for the support. Oh, that's my and, favorite listener so far. Because that was my was, favorite correction of all time. Yeah. I was like, thanks for the support. How fucking dare you question us? We're never wrong. I'll <laughs> <laughs> put you in your fucking place. I'm a nobody on the internet, damn it. But I'll put you in your fucking place. Don't you dare question my power. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, okay, before we move away from the Flint thing, uh, b- because I'm always too distracted by going off topic to actually be on topic, I forgot to ask, why was Flynn talking about Q at all in this instance? Like, you, you said that he got up there and he was just like, Q's bullshit, fuck It was Q. a long post, I saw it. Like, why was he talking about, like, Q is nothing now, right? I mean, for, like, in terms of, like, what they're out there doing, why was he talking about Q at all? Uh, because the, it, this just jumped off from the confrontation he had on X-22, where Dave, the weird anonymous host of the X-22 report, was basically sort of begging Flynn to tell him that the military was going to save us from Biden and all the bad guys. And Flynn was just not having any of that shit and was like, buddy, no, the military is beholden to the civilian government. That's what makes us a constitutional republic that respects the rule of law and the results of our elections. And he he did throw in some dodges about duly elected to try to keep the QAnon people happy. But Flynn was just really going hard on that whole 
this is the structure of our government. This is how it works. And the military is subordinate to the civilian. Because if the military just starts fucking cooing civilian governments they don't like, then we don't really have a functioning fucking government. And the X-22 guy was just big sad. He's like, oh, no. Now we got to wait for the 2024 election to get rid of Biden. I was hoping there'd be a coup tomorrow. So that little dust. Yeah, they're, they're going to be hoping up until like the last day of four years, Biden presidents are going to be like, tonight's the night, boys. They're going to get in there. They're going to pull them right out of the presidency. We're going to get them. And yes. that's the sort of enthusiasm I want to see from those people. So they can be devastated the next morning when he gets reelected to the presidency of the United States. It's going to be so good. They're going to <laughs> yes. be so angry because he is so boring. Yep. They, they do everything in their power to make fucking Joe Joe Biden to Dark Brandon so they have something cool to fight against. But he's a real boring dude. For a president oh. who's gone to two active war zones, he's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden just like yeah doing doing like ridiculously dangerous shit and it's still just like sorry dude you're like a million years old and you're white you will never truly be cool or interesting to so many people it's just yeah, the way forty percent of the population wants somebody younger by three years to get yeah. in there and really bring their their youthful exuberant energy to the presidency of the United States again oh god yeah can we I get mean, somebody I, who's th- three years younger and fat. To, to fulfill this role, please. Yes. Oh yeah, please. That that what a breathtaking. I mean, because uh, one of my favorite things are like Biden's barely active. He doesn't do anything. They call a lid. These people never even heard the term "call a lid" until a couple of years ago. You're calling a lid in the White House at one o'clock in the afternoon. It's ridiculous. He's a part-time employee, and it's like. Have you read any memoirs about the Trump presidency? They couldn't get him out of his bed until like two in the afternoon. And then you would come down to the office and bitch for like three hours before going golfing because he's like, he's like yeah. also, which is it? Is he is he lazy? Is he a lazy do nothing, or is it hilarious that he fell off of his bike during his like three mile morning bike ride or whatever? Because <laughs> it can't be both. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, you'd be like, ah, look at him, the idiot. He fell over while exercising regularly. What a dumb dumb. He's so old. And also, oh, he can never get out of bed. He's so old. It's like, ah. Uh, he seems to be running a pretty wide gamut of old symptoms, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move, moving on from Michael Flynn to one of my favorite things to get to do on the podcast, which is chastised by co-host Mike, because in our amuse-bouche uh, little notes, he just sent me, and I quote, Trump's an idiot. And so I have a note here that says, get your shit together, Mike, because that, that can be fucking anything. That's, that's every time uh. we talk about him. That would be like, here's a talking point. Water is wet. You know what, dear audience, if you ever experience water when it hits your skin and it leaves sort of like a what you might call it a residue on your skin. We call that wet. That sensation is, is wet. And water, it's always that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh well the main reason why I just did the Trump is an idiot thing was because I wanted to save the actual details of today of this week's idiocy for the pod. The he gave a speech, and in this speech um, he got the leader of Turkey wrong because he said it was Viktor Orban was the head of Turkey when he's the actual leader of Hungary. Uh, Irigen is the head of Turkey. So he just Erdogan. Got, Erdogan or I can't say his <laughs> name right. But uh, but I am not running for president after having formerly been president. So I'm okay. allowed You're to fucking... <laughs> but tr- Trump's also white. So that I know. I'm that's... just saying you can't say Erdogan. It's fine. It's a, I'm giving you a pass for getting Erdogan <laughs> wrong. <laughs> who the fuck are you to give out passes? I'm just saying, Erdogan. That's how you say. This is the part where where Haley's just like, my last name is Erdogan. I'm. 
I'm Haley Erdogan. <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, I guess that's my bad then. You are the expert. <laughs> so he got the leader of of uh, Hungary wrong or Turkey wrong. He basically he got the thing wrong. He did a wrong thing that if Biden did that wrong, it'd be a 24-7 loop on Fox News about how uh, Kamala Harris has the 25th Amendment, old useless Joe ASAP and get him out of the White House because we don't have a president anymore. He's just a dumb, truly slobby slob. It's and easy then, to get your authoritarians mixed up, you know? Oh, it really is. <laughs> and then he went on this jag about how the word us is also the U.S., the United States. And how has nobody ever thought of that before? You look at those two little letters, U.S., us. It's you know, it's U.S. And he just, and it was, it's just like a baby, like, learning language for the first time and it was so enchanting to him watching him figure out how these two letters interplay with each other on the stage and it's like it's like oh my god like what are what are we doing here and then later on in his speech he declared that his followers don't have to vote for him that what matters is counting the votes and making sure that the votes are counted and he said that quote we have plenty of voters you don't need to vote we're good like my vote total currently acceptable. I do not need any more. What I need is for people to monitor the vote counts because that is how I will be cheated and I will be uh, defeated. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I, I totally agree with him. Do not yeah. vote. If you wanted right. to vote for Trump, don't do that. You don't need it. He's good. He doesn't need it. Donald Trump has told you he doesn't want your and vote. Also, no world is should... endorsing no voting. Let that be our official stance. No voting. <laughs> Yeah, if you would, if you would vote for Donald Trump, that your vote is unnecessary. He's got it in the bag. Do not vote. Right. However, the we'll we'll go ahead and make sure that we have election security the same way we always have. Even maybe even more because you know what? What's the problem with a little more security? I, I love it. It's just like it's just like yeah, dude. Like that would be great. Like I don't think any liberals out there is just like no. We would we would really love if voting was less secure. Please, can we make voting less secure? It's like no. You, you want people to scrutinize the vote? Sure. I, I would be happy to have as many institutions as you need to tell me that you got your ass passed in another election because you keep telling your fucking constituents not to vote. <laughs> yeah. Liberals are not uh, looking for the gangs of New York style election where the Irishmen with beards down to their chins vote and then run to the barber and get clean shaven and then run back for another ballot because they're a different dude. Like, that's not what we're Meals? looking for. Or mules. I mean, I, I hope, God, I mean, I made so much money in 2020 uh, running around, dropping off ballots in Georgia. I mean, I was just raking in the cash, the DoorDash for ballots. It was great. Mm -hmm. You just like pull out the little app and it goes ding, 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 ding. And it's like deliver four ballots to this ballot box. And you just run over there, you get 40 bucks for it. You're like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great that they're using the most secure network ever. So there's no evidence of this. It's really, it's really safe. It's just free it's, money, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's money, it's money for nothing. And also chicks for free. I, uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to know exactly how the mule recruitment process worked. How did the company looking for mules find them? And how did the mules know to be hired? Like, that's what I want to know. It's like It all happens in the town of Oatman, Arizona, which is a rural town here that's made up of mules. Literal man. <laughs> well, I've got I've got good news for you, Mike. I've got A twenty four on the line, and they are willing to greenlight our origin movie for Human Mule. <laughs> He's back. Oh my God, it's Human Mule! No. 
<laughs> Man, thank God for A24. They'll greenlight fucking anything. God bless. I love how, uh, just, just real, real quick before we go to headline news, just a real quick, a brief little tangent. I heard that uh, A24 was out there. They're just like, yeah, we're looking to maybe start making bigger movies with like bigger budgets for like a wider audience. And everyone was like, fuck you, A24. Boo, fuck you, A24. You fuck right off. And it's just like, Guys, they didn't say, and also we're going to stop making independent horror movies and we're going to kill your grandmother if she's not dead already. Like, they just said they wanted to make some bigger movies for a wider audience. Fucking calm down. Anyway, yes. that is my, my, my horror-themed rant for our Halloween episode, so it's vaguely, tangentially related to something. Who knows? Yes. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, now it's time for us to move on to not our headline news segment. I almost skipped our wonderful uh, button of a boosh, which is always Arizona Calling featuring uh, Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. What's going on in your fucked up state today? Um, well, we'll we're going to do two quick ones, two quick updates. Um, because... No, you only get one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, actually, like three people reached out to me about the ASU segment that we covered last week because uh, they were interested in it. Interested in it, so thank you. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. for reaching out. That I didn't know we had listeners. I didn't know people liked me. Thank you. But anyway, um, as we discussed, uh, Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA, he has a whole army of little fascist goons all over the country. Two of them just gay bashed a professor at asu um and this has been kind of this has turned into like i said last week uh like who hit who first kind of thing because the professor put his arm up to block the camera at one point and then the turning point usa guy kaylin dialmita like body tackled this guy and he's like an older man um so it's been like a who hit who first kind of thing um the ASU police department has been investigating uh, the Turning Point USA guys as committing a crime with, like, we don't have a hate crime statute here, but you can, it could have, like, bias or prejudice, stat, like, added onto it. So they're being investigated for that with the bias and prejudice, like, added on. Um, but they filed charges against the professor saying that they were actually assaulted. Um Oh, of course. Yes, yes. And they have, like, Turning Point, you know, backing them. And they've been doing, like, this big media blitz. Like, Andy No has been disparaging the professor and, you know, just every right-wing ghoul you can think of. Um, and interestingly, um, on, like, this week, a couple union, like, teacher unions spoke out about this incident, uh, like, siding with the professor. And Charlie Kirk like was quote tweeting like the unions that were speaking out about the incident like saying his narrative of the incident saying like the professor hit our team first and we were actually assaulted um and because of the great way that twitter works now uh it all got community noted so all the community notes on this story now read that the professor actually assaulted turning point usa because twitter is cool now and the, like, evidence that t the Twitter, the community note cites is the fucking edited Frontlines video that Turning Point USA put out. And also a Jack Posobiec post calling the professor, like, a liar. 
So that's what Twitter is turned into. It's just being like weaponized further to disparage this professor. Or um, conversely, it's become an incredible platform that only facilitates free speech and the truth. You're so fucking right, Elm. You're so yeah, dude, fucking I'm incredi- right. I'm incredibly wise in my w- w- whenever I do one of my conservative characters, I always sound the most sane and wise. Mm-hmm. I've always said that about you. You're so wise. You're truly the yeah, smartest. I, I really, I really channel the the strong moral fortitude and uh, incredible like firm grasp on reality that is the average conservative in America. Um. So, yeah, and then there'll probably be, like, a couple turning point legislators that hold a hearing that'll just, like, further disparage this professor. They're just, like, putting all their political power behind this hate incident that they were a part of. They're like, oh, we we did a bad. Okay, let's, like, Make double down, triple down, quadruple down. We're going to ruin this professor's life. <laughs> you know? As one does when you're a rational, sane, good political party that should have lots of power in America. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of unions calling for them to be, like, formally, like, have their club, like, taken off campus. I don't think that'll happen because Charlie will throw a fit. Um, in brighter news, um, <clears throat> I will never stop talking about the Cyber Ninjas because they're hilarious. Yeah. Um they were forced to turn over some text messages text messages a while back uh you know as part of a lawsuit um it was all redacted a lot of it was redacted um but the cyber ninjas always always the fucking geniuses that they are they're tech expert they're tech expert um they they the way that they redacted the text was just by like highlighting it you know, in like Word doc and putting like a black overlay, so you could just yeah. highlight that, and you could just you could just read that or just remove the overlay. So they yeah. discovered that actually none of those text messages were properly redacted. So everybody have fun with that. Yeah, have you heard anything about what's in the text messages yet, or is the unredaction like currently ongoing? It's just like the same shit that we already kind of knew is like Karen Fan was texting, um like doug logan saying like we can't we can't let the public know who's actually funding this which was like for the listeners it was patrick byrne former ceo of overstock it was michael flynn it was Sidney powell it was this fuck named matthew DePerno, who's like part of a the whole scheme low level guy um it was uh the christina bob and uh chanel rion of oan they were like raising money for it while simultaneously uh talking about it as, um for OAN like they were re- quote unquote reporting on it for OAN while being like the only people who got like full access to the audit cuz you know they were friends with they're working for the people who were you know running this audit like uh Christina Bob is also Trump's attorney so <laughs> you know it was just this big, like, incestuous kind of Trump thing. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, also the guy that, um, you remember Joven Hutton Poulter? He was the fake. Yeah, fake election expert. I know him. Yeah, he was He was also a fake treasure hunter back in the day. He just kind of does, like, these fake scams. And the Arizona Senate was smart enough to hire this guy. Um, his fake, 
his fake like election his fake like election technology that he was touting during the audit he filed a he recently filed a patent for that is he um, the guy that also had the the cat barcode mm-hmm. scanner? Cat, yeah, yeah. 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 He kind of does these like patent scams, um, but he's using like the audit to kind of push one of his scams, which I think is personally funny. Good oh. job, ACGOP. Yeah, yeah he's the end. There. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Our our <laughs> week our weekly check in with the madness that is Arizona State, and uh, uh, genuinely exciting to hear that listeners are are. Happy to hear more about uh, what is rapidly becoming one of, if not uh, the capitals of uh, conservative madness in our country, and also the the purview of our uh, latest co-host. So that's all, all very good. We're very appreciative, and thank you, Haley, for your expertise in the field. Uh-huh. But I shall inflate your ego no longer, at least okay. until you produce the clown pics, and we will move on to our new segment. <laughs> all right, Hong Kong. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Well, 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 speaking of conservative madness, I guess uh, this week and for all weeks for the past uh, few weeks, wow, that didn't flow as well as I had hoped, uh, the <laughs> the Center for Conservative Madness has actually been our nation's capital, where uh, Republicans in America are still incapable of uh, uh, coming to terms on who should be the Speaker of the House. And for more on that drama, I will toss it over to our expert in political matters, Mr. Mike Reigns. Mr. Mike, why can't we get a damn Speaker of the House? Uh, breaking news, we just got one. It happened. He arrived overnight via eBay. So, oh, shit, really? Is this happening in media res? Yes, in media res. Uh, Mike My Johnson. God. Yep, Mike Johnson of Louisiana has obtained uh, unanimous Republican consent. And this new Exactly, exactly right. And he is now the Speaker of the House. Uh, They did it. They actually did it. Uh, People are, because they literally just grabbed some no-name out of the back of the room and said, hey, you, be Speaker, people are now digging up all the dirt on this guy, and he is fucking terrible. Um, An election denier, a massive uh, federal abortion ban guy, anti-gay marriage. Awful Republican. Yep. Uh, His... His biggest achievement, from what I've been reading about, of of his crazy bullshit, is that he was the guy that ran around Congress uh, organizing people for the uh, amicus brief or like a sort of letter to the court on behalf of the plaintiffs in the Texas versus Pennsylvania lawsuit in the 2020 election uh, results, which was... While Sidney Powell was running around talking about the Kraken and all this bullshit, um, the state of Texas came up with this ridiculous idea that one state could sue another state for how that other state ran their election, which is absolutely not a fucking thing you can do because the whole point of federalism in America is that states get to run their states the way they want to. Another state can't run in and go, hey, other state you can't do that i as a state yeah no. imagine if like states were empowered to just sue other states if they had any grievances over their governorship yes i i feel like that would go pretty bad for a lot of the lower population states yes <laughs> so yeah the the supreme court usually doesn't give out their votes when they just shoot down a uh, a, a a case but it came out that the Supreme Court, even our nutball Supreme Court, as fucked as it is, they rejected hearing this case uh, seven to two. And 
the two votes that were in favor were literally just Alito and Thomas believe that these weird 10th Amendment issue cases where states are getting all up in other states' grills, they just kind of believe as the Constitution dictates that the Supreme Court has to hear it out. And I think Alito even said, yeah, I thought we had a right to take the case, but I would have ruled against it if we if it, once it had gotten to us because it's dumb. So, yeah, so basically they they had no possible way of winning this thing and no one was going to listen to it. But this was the case that this Mike Johnson fellow was like, hey, this is this is a good thing. We need to get a bunch of Republicans to get on the record to tell the Supreme Court, yo, Supreme Court, Texas has every right to tell Pennsylvania to fuck off and make Trump the president. Boom, let's do this. So, yeah, this guy is absolutely a complete piece of shit and a hard right nutball. But apparently because he's not Jim Jordan, the moderate Republicans were like, well, you're not the weird loud asshole who doesn't wear a suit jacket and also has that whole ugly thing about uh, covering up uh, college athletes being molested. So, yeah, you'll fit. You can be speaker now. So, yeah, enjoy your new speaker, crazy right-wing extremist, nobody guy who is now in the hot seat. He's going to suck, isn't he? Oh, he's going to suck absolute shit. This this guy's fucking terrible. I I can't can't wait for somebody to dig up the skeleton that ends up, like, exploding him because I just assume that every politician, and especially conservative politicians, has, like, some big one that they're just like, you know, all that stuff I said about apartheid, it was a a joke. It was a lot of... It was a long-form joke I was saying over the course of a three-year blog about how I loved apartheid. It's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this guy is not... Um, he is going to be so bad for Republicans. The whole idea that there are 18 Republicans in Biden districts who just said, you know what, fuck it. Maybe people won't notice I just approved Nutball McGee as the Speaker of the House is... Uh, pretty impressive i mean god bless him i guess they just felt they had no choice and they just weren't going to give it to jordan because he's a dick so like quiet dumb horrible asshole guy wins there i saw another clip of him where he talked about how america wouldn't need more so much immigration if women weren't aborting able-bodied workers so yeah women you're literally just uh, fetus ovens to make more workers for the American capitalist machine. And, we uh, know. Yeah, yeah. So hey, well, then get <laughs> cracking, get cracking, get get barefoot and pregnant. There, Haley. I refuse. Well, then you're refuse you to make are... little workers. Yeah, that's the ticket. That's the <laughs> yeah. stuff. That's you love to hear it. If only everybody yeah. could get on board, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So this guy sucks, and it, he is in for. Uh, a lot more scrutiny than he is used to because, uh, yeah, because he had no scrutiny before. He was a nobody from Louisiana, which is a Republican-run state. So he probably just won re-election. Mike, by Mike, Mike, you could have just said he was from Louisiana. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's my mission to at some point uh, talk o- openly talk shit about every 50 state in the union and then I'm just going to go ahead and circle back around, you know? Yes. So, yeah, don't, don't use... Don't you think we're not coming back for you, Dakotas? At some point, we're we're we're, we're going to get through everybody else, and then it's your turn back in the barrel, you worthless states. Yeah, and don't worry, Indiana. Against all odds, I've somehow not forgotten you. I'll get to you at some point. Yes. 
What's I your will, opinion I will on? I fly over insulting you to get to a cooler, more interesting state to make fun of. What's um, your opinion on Utah? Uh, I mean, I've never been. Hit him, uh, come on. Uh, <laughs> I've never been. Uh, I, th- I think they're great. Uh, I don't know. They seem like a bunch of nice people to me. There's a sweat. lot of Mormons. Yeah, I'm just afraid of the Mormon mafia. You know, those people are <laughs> serious business. Tim Ballard. <laughs> Tim Ballard. I, I will say that Utah is, I believe, the home of Moon's Rare Books, which is a place I would very much like to visit because that dude's got an incredible rare book collection. I I just I just think that Utah I mean Utah is one of our favorite states because we talk a lot about Mormonism on the podcast for some reason they're <laughs> constantly cracking on about Moroni. Yeah, so, I was about I mean, to say I think specifically we've we've only adopted Moroni into our like stupid Hell World canon as a recurring character. <laughs> we're very we're very rarely talking about any of those other people. It's it's just it's just Moroni, the chill angel who was just hanging out in America looking over Jesus's secret America plates. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Moroni's just a chill bro who was hanging out waiting for the right guy to come look at Jesus's plates and he was like you know what you're the first one who showed up so you get it yeah. <laughs> well you're the first non-brown person to show up there were tons of yeah. them around here first I yeah. toured a Mormon temple um, that was reopening here in Arizona and they had a big open house for everybody to go see it before they locked it down for only Mormon eyes and it was a weird experience it was a weird experience they had a lot of like white Jesus paintings, but like surrounded by jungle girls, which I thought was a weird aesthetic. I um, mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> um, uh, such a monster. Yeah, it was a they they the, they put on they put on little booties on my feet, so I didn't I didn't I didn't desecrate the area. I took a little hit on my pen. Now, I, I, I don't think they're going to make you put booties on your feet if you ever visit the Satanic Temple, which is up no. where, where where Mike Rains lives. Oh, <laughs> I oh I've 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 driven down to the Satanic Temple and it's incredibly boring. So oh, I mean, it's yeah, it's just literally a small black house in Salem, and it's and I, I saw someone like working on the porch, and I was like, well. This doesn't seem nearly as exciting as I thought it would. And then I just left. I was like, just like most Satanists, you know? Most Satanists are just liberals that have, like, a cooler label on them. They're just sort of like, yeah, we believe that, like, individual responsibility is pretty important. And you should do, like, good in your life. And that's sort of our vibe. And it's like, where does Satan fit in? And they're just like, eh, he doesn't really. <laughs> it's know? kind of a meme. Eh, you know? <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a joke. But, you know, there's some pagans out there, but not to disparage them, but it is kind of... Oh, weird. no, absolutely not. I'm just saying that, like, in terms of, like, what the, <laughs> the, 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 specifically, like, you know, the trademarked The Satanic Temple. I like meme like, Satanists, the ones that are just like, I'm just doing this because it's funny. I just, yeah. I just like, it's kind of ironic. They're, well, they're, they're the same people who are just like, oh, you want to put a dumb fucking Virgin Mary statue on our government building? Well, then we're going to put a Baphomet right next to it mm-hmm. because you can't stop us. It, like, that's the sort of... I'm into that petty shit. And the government's you know, like, actually, we can stop you because we're a Christian nationalist country. Actually, actually, they don't. Uh, actually, <laughs> no, no. It, it happens in Illinois a lot. There was a uh, the Illinois uh, like state house had a bunch of religious tributes from all these different religions for Christmas. And at the front of the display, they literally had a big sign that explained the First Amendment treats all religions equally so we have to display all religious iconography that is given to us and 
the Christians had the manger. They just had the virgin birth. They had baby Jesus. And on the other side of the uh, display, they uh, the, the Satanists had a outstretched arm that had a snake wrapped around the arm. And inside the hand of the arm was an apple. And the caption was, knowledge is the greatest gift. Oh, I get it. Like Twilight. Yes. See, in Scottsdale, exactly. Arizona, hoity-toity Scottsdale, they actually, like, denied the Satanic Temple their, like, you know, religious right to perform an incantation that they wanted to on the Capitol steps or something. The city council steps, whatever. But that's why they held SatanCon here last year, because it was in Scottsdale, because they were like, fuck you. Fuck you, Scottsdale. Hoity-toity oh. Scottsdale. And I also, I'm also sure the ACLU was all over that shit, because, like, that kind know. of... I'm, it's kind of small potatoes. Yeah, but I'm saying like that, that's kind of the, e- the that's kind of the easy slam dunk First Amendment kind of lawsuit that any civil liberties lawyer would be like, oh sure, I'll fucking yeah, take that, that. That's the sort of low hanger fruit the ACLU loves, right? Exactly. I mean, it's just like, fuck and, and hey, no hate. I've uh, my no. catchphrase is that the juiciest fruit hangs the lowest. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, getting back on track for our last news item for the week. Uh, but it's a big one. We're going back to our good friend Donald Trump, who's currently staring down the barrel of what one might call a domino rally of people deciding to plead out. Uh, and it turns out that it's a pretty bad look for you when a bunch of people start saying, uh, yeah, that, cr- that criminal conspiracy, we were guilty of doing that stuff uh, because a lot of people are implicated in that web of shit. And for more, I'll turn it over to Mike. Mike, Trump's legal woes. We keep coming back to it. How's it going for him this week? Oh, fucking unbelievably bad. Uh, So right when we uh, finished recording last week, um, Sidney Powell and Kenneth Cheeseborough, who I like to call Cheeseborough because that's how his name is spelled. Cheeseborough. So the Cheese and the Kraken were about to have a jury. We're about to start impaneling a jury. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm not going to let you gloss over, Dad. Did you just come up with Cheese and Kraken? Was that you (laughs) or did you steal that from somebody? Uh, we just came up with that. I didn't even know I said Boom. it. Cheese and Kraken. That's a great one, Mike. I'm going to give you credit for that. That's a great little pun. <laughs> so, yeah, the Cheese and the Kraken, uh, they were about to have juries and because the thing that was really funny about all this is that everybody else in these cases and Donald Trump in all of his cases has been like, can we hold the trial sometime in the year 2050 long after I am dead? Because I would really prefer my legal team to have all the time needed to wait for my death so that I can avoid legal repercussions for my crimes. And Powell and uh, Kraken and Cheese here, they decided we want a speedy trial. We are going to exercise Georgia's give us our fucking trial ASAP, you pieces of shit. And Apparently, like, their gambit was thinking that Georgia wasn't ready to prosecute them and that they didn't have their ducks in a row for the case, so that maybe hitting them with the quick trial might help them out. And then they found out, oh, no, oh, no, Georgia, Georgia's ducks are perfectly aligned. Oh, my God, those ducks. You've never seen ducks better, more rowy than this. So the day before the juries were supposed to be impaneled for their cases, uh, Powell and uh, Powell and Cheese, uh, Kraken and Cheese decided, well, we're done. We're out of here. And uh, Sidney Powell pleaded guilty, and so did the Cheese. Uh, Sidney Powell is, I know that in her plea deal, she agreed to test, testify truthfully against the other co-defendants in this RICO case, which 
means Rudy is really fucked. I mean, Trump's probably also fucked, but she's really tied to Rudy in all of this. Yeah. Oh, God. Chef's kiss. Boom. Uh, and Ken Cheeseboro, he was part of this, the the whole I, the whole idea of creating a legal narrative around this. So Ken Eastman, who was the head of that legal framework, that's the guy that's most on the hook for his flipping. But that's still, again, all roads lead to Trump. Trump is the main person who's at risk from all of this. And then just, I believe just yesterday, Jenna Ellis decided to join everybody else in pleading guilty. And she gave a very tearful uh, speech to the court about how if she had knew, if she knew that she was going to crime really hard and then get caught for her criming, she wouldn't have crimed so much. And it's like, uh, Jenna, you were literally, um, you were not a Trump supporter for the longest time and you're packing DeSantis now. Like, what were you waiting for on this whole like flipping thing? Why did you let the Kraken and the cheese beat you to the bunch when it came to try to cut a deal as quickly as possible? But uh, yeah, so of the 19 people that were indicted in the uh, in the Georgia Rico case, four have flipped now. Uh, Scott Hall, who no one remembers, was the first person to flip, but no one cared about him because he's on a name. But now the people we actually know are uh, deciding that it's time to uh, call it a day and to uh, start telling the start telling the DA what they need to hear so that bigger fish can be be fried. This and, is looking good for Arizona, also. Just an oh, FYI, yeah, because okay. Cheeseboro is the he helped cook up the fake elector uh, scheme, which was big here. We had a lot of fake electors, including elected officials and yeah. the head of the AZGOP at the time. Um, and also Jenna Ellis was here for the fake Giuliani like hearings that he held. So there's a lot of pressure now for Democrat AG to start cooking us something up with all that. <laughs> I just love that these, these people just cannot stop like getting caught with more crimes. Just, the idea that what they've already been indicted with isn't isn't the end of it. That there's more in the barrel. There's more water we can get out of that well when it comes to their criminess. It's pretty impressive. So while all this is going on in Georgia, we then found out that Mark Meadows was given limited immunity in the January 6th case in Washington, D.C., and that Meadows has testified to the grand jury a few times uh on uh, that Jack Smith's made him do this. And the main bit of information that we've gotten from the Meadows testimony that's been released is that Trump was quote unquote dishonest on election night that Meadows admitted to that. And basically the main point of what we're learning from this testimony is that a lot of the defense uh, that Trump has been trying to use is that he legitimately thought he was the winner and that he got fucked over and that he had a legal right to protest what happened to him because it was bullshit. And Trump was just sort of like, hey, I, I need to be able to defend myself and blah, blah, blah. And I got screwed. And pretty much what Meadows, his testimony is saying is that Trump knew he lost and he acknowledged that he lost and was just lying about it because he didn't want to admit that he lost because it made him look bad and he felt sad about it. So right now we're in this situation where um, – that is, we're going to see what actually comes about from Meadows' immunity, but it's going to be, it's going to, hopefully it's going to be some fun on a bun with uh, him 
helping to because uh, the the January sixth case is coming down the pipeline. It's going to start on March fourth, twenty twenty four. When Trump will actually stand trial in Georgia is nebulous because there's so many other defendants that they're working around. But that's the trial that Trump's in the most trouble for like at the moment, because it's the trial that we know when it's happening and we know what he's going to be accused of. So Meadows flipping on him in that case is like probably the biggest legal threat to him at this point. And Trump knows this because he literally shit a brick on Truth Social posting a giant screed about how he's like, I don't think Mark Meadows would lie about the rigged and stolen election and how he knows I got screwed over and bargle bargle. And uh, a lot of people are uh, very upset and they're just like, bro, um, literally anyone else who did what Trump just did would be in jail for witness tampering. Because Trump is literally just saying, hey, Mark Meadows, stop testifying against me. That's bullshit, you fucking prick. And um, la- I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but but that does sound like witness tampering when you tell someone to shut up. Zip zip your lip, bub, if you know what's good for you. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't apply to Donald Trump because he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a guy. You know, he's... <laughs> You know, when you're rich, they let you do it. Yes, exactly. Uh, here, I don't think Mark Meadows would lie about the rigged and stolen with two L's because he's got trigger queuing on 2020 presidential election for merely getting immunity in all caps against prosecution, uh, brackets, all caps, persecution by deranged prosecutor Jack Smith. But when you really think about it, after being hounded like a dog for three years, told you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life, your money and your family will be forever gone, and we're not that interested in exposing those that were did the rigging. If you say bad things about that terrible monster, in quotes, Donald J. Trump, we won't put you in prison, and you can keep your family and your wealth, and perhaps if you can make up some really horrible stuff about him, we may very well erect a statue of you in the middle of our decaying and now very violent capital, Washington, D.C. Some people would take that deal, but they are weaklings and cowards, and so bad for the future of our failing nation. I don't think that Mark Meadows is one of them, but who really knows? Make America great again. (laughs) I love the idea of Mark Meadows being like, I will flip on Trump, but I demand a statue in Washington, D.C., and then the prosecutor's like, yeah, we can make that happen. We'll, we'll get you a statue. We'll Washington, like- D.C., which, according to Trump, is quickly becoming the capital wasteland from Fallout 3. Yes. <laughs> I love how Donald Trump, like, you know, in, in his mind, like, you know, I think he should have just been a writer at some point. Because he could never just say, like, hey, like, you know, I don't think this guy's going to flip on me. Unless maybe they give him a statue in, in downtown D.C. or whatever. No, he's just like, I don't think that Mark Meadows... Who was such and such and did the this and that, the bippity bippity boo, whatever flip on me, uh, despite the fact that dip it dip it, ba unless they gave him a statue with the, oh, quickly, rapidly decaying, babbity boo. He's like, he's very descriptive. He just, he's, he's always just filling it in with a bunch of like extra, like superfluous, like, just say, just say what you mean, man. Like, like, I don't need you to just be like Jack Smith, parentheses, who is, no, 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 no. Or like downtown DC parentheses, which is no, I don't need that. Quit adding those parentheses when you talk. Take all, take all that shit and then parentheses out, Mister Trump. Let, 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 let's welcome you to the world of editing. Let's let's try to keep this tight. Like there, I remember back before the brainworms got truly crippling with Trump. 
that there was that he would tell aides that he was upset when Twitter moved up to 280 characters because he thought himself to be the king of the tight tweet that he was very good at the 140 character limit tweet that he could really just get his words in it ba boom ba boom bam and he's like ah now everyone's gonna have good tweets they can do 280 so this is ridiculous. Yeah, the, and then like his aide just like sort of like logs into Twitter and looks in, checks out his most recent post. He's just like, "Michelle Obama is a man." And it's just like, okay, well, I you gotta give credit. He's the king, baby. <laughs> oh god, what a what a fucking well constructed, tight little zigger there. Oh my god, Mister Trump, I'm so sorry that Twitter's fucking you by increasing the character limit. <laughs> Don't worry, at some point in the future, a white knight. Uh, will will emerge and he will destroy Twitter for its transgressions. Yes. <laughs> and you, being a giant pouty baby, will not post on Twitter except for when you just couldn't help yourself and had to post your mugshot to be just like, "Hey, look, everybody, I'm a, I can post on Twitter, but I'm not doing it. Here's my mugshot. I ain't, I ain't ashamed of it. <laughs> I look good. I yeah, look hard. I, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so you know, as as it is every week, uh, the Republican, uh, like the Republicans in charge of their sliver of our United States government, are a bunch of clowns that do a bunch of clown shit and not in the fun sexy clowns clown derogatory, way. not yeah. clowns positive. Yeah, yes. maybe, maybe maybe as I learn to embrace the clussy, I'll stop using clown to describe bad stuff. But the problem is that like. As culture advance, advances... There's two I'm, different clowns. I'm supposed to be nice to everybody. How am I supposed to describe people that are bad? <laughs> it's fine. You just, you just have to distinguish a clown derogatory. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> we, we, we all have two clowns inside of us. It is mm-hmm. up to you which, which clown you feed. That is, yep. that is yep. the question. Yep. Anyway, yeah. So as it is every week, uh, those people can't get their shit together. Donald Trump, uh, seconds away from the legal gallows and yet never... He's he's really edging us, you know. Yeah, he's he's like he's like the sting of getting federal jail time. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. so in this, this also just happened in his civil trial. Uh, basically, Trump walked out of the courtroom and then talking to the press, he said that the judge is a crazy partisan, and the person next to him is even more partisan than he is, and. When the judge was like, what the fuck were you talking about? Trump's lawyer was like, oh, he was talking about Michael Cohen. He was talking about the witness. And the judge was like, I'm pretty sure you were talking about my staffer, who I specifically told you not to go after. And the lawyers were like, no, no, no. And the judge was just like, I'm I'm thinking that this was the staffer. And I'm also thinking that I fucking warned you about this shit. And I said there'd be punishments for this. And so uh, the, the, the judge is talking tough. but um, I'll believe Trump gets put in jail for, um, oh God, I, the word immediately escapes my brain the moment I said it. But basically, like, uh, contempt of court, yeah. yeah. I'll believe Trump spends a couple days in the pokey for contempt of court when I see it. So uh, less big talk, Judge, more actually telling the bailiff to escort the defendant to the clink. And then I'll... Uh, little conversation, little action. Blah, blah, blah. You know it. You know it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yes. All right, yeah. uh, let's move on to our uh, juicy headli- uh, headline headline mailbag. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Incredible. What a good podcast, right? Let's move on to our listener mailbag for the week. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. Q&A, our headline listener segment <laughs> of Bush's. <laughs> 
Uh, Old McWatkins asks, recently I was catching up on an episode that I missed and Mike gave a small talk about some of the curious racist history of Boston. As a black man born and raised in Boston, or a simple son of a pig farmer, uh, I feel the need to ask Mike to maybe tell us about Willie O'Ree. I am not deep in the lore of Willie O'Ree, who is the first uh, hockey player, the first black hockey player in NHL history, and he played on the Bruins. Um, This, I'm just not that big on hockey history and i'm kind of um what you'd call a pink hat or a casual fan to actual hockey uh, i mostly just follow the bruins until they blow it and then i celebrate the golden knights because i lived out in vegas for a while and i'm allowed to support a good team so um but i did look into his story and it was mostly just how unbelievably racist and shitty people were when he was playing in the nhl and how he was like the target of all kinds of awful stuff uh, from the crowds. And then when he got to the Montreal Canadiens, they were just sort of like, yeah, you're going to our farm team and that's just where you're going to be. Cause uh, no. And that's like, I can just see hockey being this incredibly white sport because it's mostly Canada based and Canada is really white. So I can see how like making progress and having diversity in hockey was a lot rougher than the other sports because you can only really play it where it's very cold and the demographics of very cold countries skews very white. And that was like basically when the Berlin wall fell and the people from the formerly communist Eastern European and Russia could play, could move to America and make money playing hockey. Those were also white countries. So it's just like, man, This is, it's really shitty how, like, he was treated and how (laughs) hockey as a whole, I don't really know that they really do, like, that much when it comes to celebrating diversity and working on those kinds of things. Because I remember, uh, like, some Russian hockey players wouldn't wear pride jerseys during, like, uh, during, like, pride celebrations. Because they're just like, yeah, Putin wouldn't want us doing this, so fuck it. We ain't doing it. And it's just like, man. So it's it's really like kind of funny what a weird sticky wicket hockey is in because the demographics of pretty much every other sport is like a million percent more diverse. I mean, there's just whites are pretty much a minority. They're, they're a minority in basketball and football, definitely. And baseball is kind of a hodgepodge of, of blacks, whites, Hispanics, and and just all the nations in the Caribbean and so forth that got into baseball because it's a really easy game to just play because here, here's a stick and a ball. Now you're playing baseball. Congratulations. It's not... Uh, here's a stick. Here's a ball. Now you're now you're really cooking with boredom. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Oh, but it's really hard to hit the ball with the stick. Yeah, that's the point of the game. Not much happens ever. Great. Combobulations. So, yeah. What if I, we each had a stick and then we tried to hit the ball back? At, no, that's a different game. This, in this game, this game, only one person may attempt to hit the ball at any time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baseball, incredibly poorly designed. But, it, like, baseball is basically the magic, the gathering of sports where it was incredibly poorly designed, but it just got in the door first. So it's just going to be around for forever, no matter how bad it is. It's just. And also, got in the door first is a stretch. It, it was just, for, for some reason, white people never saw football back when the 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 purest game involving a ball around literally just here's a ball make a game 
and somehow that didn't take off with the with the Caucasian public of the late 1800s, early 1900s. But boy, sitting around for seven hours watching a guy try to hit a to hit a ball with a stick. That was really what got the people going. Yeah. I screw you screw you America for getting this so aggressively wrong. So yeah. Also, uh, I never knew that uh the uh, the, the first slash among the first black hockey players was uh, from uh, was in Boston or playing in Boston. That is interesting yeah. to know. Yeah. And it's good to know that Boston finally got rid of all of their racism in sports and we never had to deal with it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And everybody's yeah. like, damn, Boston, what a not racist city. <laughs> yeah, that's When I think of Boston, I think of no, not brutal redlining and racism. Absolutely not. I, when uh, I think yeah. of Boston, I I can't help but think of how it in my Boston experience, that commercial, that fake commercial that I think SNL did or whatever with Casey Affleck, where he ends it with, by just throwing his full coffee on the windshield of that guy's car and during a disagreement. <laughs> It's like the most ask. It's the most accurate thing I've ever seen about Boston. <laughs> Yo, that might as well have been like a documentary. Like David Attenborough could be talking over that clip, and Yo. it would be perfectly acceptable because that is exactly what Boston is like. Like a guy ripping a butt, drinking an iced coffee when it's negative twenty degrees outside, and then getting in an argument with somebody and just whipping the full coffee he just paid for at their car to make a point. Here's a here's here's a five dollar point. I fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, you really showed him, Mr. Affleck. You you put him in his place. Ah, oh, fuck. Now I got to go back into the dunks and get into the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just like I enjoy more than Bostonians calling it dunks. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry that I didn't have more on Willie O'Ree. Uh, I I. I'm not good on hockey. I apologize, but uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Cleodora Silverstreet, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, asks, uh, considering it's ir- irreconcilable internal strife and chaos, what is the expiration date on the GOP? I don't know that it has one because it's a means to obtain power in America, and people like those. It doesn't end until America ends, unfortunately. It's just going to get more radical, and it's just going to get uh, more awful and uh, authoritarian and fascists, and that's that's just the party. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think wow. you're right. <laughs> wow, way to fucking bring the mood, the mood down. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying hey, you don't hey, have hey, to vote for him. Reapply your high. Get back into that positive mental state. Okay. But no, I'll joking aside. What she said is mostly right, or maybe entirely right. There's definitely no expiration on the GOP. It's just a it's a consolidation of power between like rich whites. It's always going to be around. Yeah, I mean the the thing is is just a question of how much power can we drain from them before that sort of faction of American politics decides to kind of abandon the branding of the Republican Party and then starts just kind of work its way into the Democratic Party. So you have like basically conservative Democrats and liberal Democrats, and that becomes kind of the power structure situation. But there's always going to be a push in any country for rich people to pay less taxes and have more power. That's like, and rich people are always going to fight for that. So that is what you're always up against. You're always up against entrenched power, and entrenched power is never going to go anywhere. And even if you think you've broken the entrenched power, whatever power it still has, it's going to fight to keep it and then expand it. 
And that that being said, I, I do think we we may be in the middle of seeing the GOP is like first violent convulsions from a Shin Godzilla as metamorphosis into a different animal. I mean, just the the weird corner they painted themselves into with this whole house sit like house speaker situation. Where it's just like any old disgruntled fucking GOP person could just be like, "Hey, I don't like that guy. Get him out!" Like, let's let's have to spin our wheels a bunch, like wasting our time electing another person. That's that's a symptom of something like different, you know? I mean, that's a level of fundamental governance breakdown that I don't think we've seen yet, and I think it's a symptom of like the GOP starting to take like a, a radical shift in like a, a different direction. What that direction ends up being specifically, it's it's unclear to me because I don't really care that much about politics. But as like an outsider looking in, I'm just like, damn, those dudes look like they are having a fucking rough go of it. And it seems like they need to make some sort of change. And I believe that that's like they are forcing their own hand. Like at some point they are going to have to make a change. And whether or not it is good or bad, spoiler warning, it will be bad. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, that's yet to be seen. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I, I, It's like when people tell me how will QAnon end, and I tell them it's not going to end, it's going to evolve. It's going to change into a different grift. Like, But, like, the idea of people being obsessed with a conspiracy theory that explains everything that's happening in our world, like, that mentality isn't going away anytime soon. So the question just is, how do we deal with people who have that mentality? And yeah, QAnon itself is like a is like a sugar cube. And before there were a bunch of like hungry little conspiracy goons licking on the sugar cube. But then once the larger like like the larger zeitgeist sort of got their hands on it, they were just like, why don't we put this sugar cube in a glass of water, dissolve it down, disseminate it to a lot of people in a different watered down form? Because that's sort of how stuff gains traction. Like you you, you don't like unless you're a musician because T- Taylor Swift and BTS seem to be the only people these days that can get a lot of people to rally behind them at maximum strength with like like no concessions, maximum strength. We love them. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then like they like pull out like 150 million dollars at a at like at box office. Like something like QAnon, it was never going to be like that. You're never going to get a bunch of people to buy into it at maximum strength like across the board. So you know, you 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 dilute it down and you make it palatable to a general audience, and it changes in that way. And the GOP is going to change, and they're going to have to change it like a similar way. You know what I mean? The the stuff they've been peddling the past ten years clearly not working. Uh, in fact, they're more dysfunctional and broken than ever. So, at the very least, they're going to need to get all their ducks in a row and decide on which line or lines of insane, self destructive, bad for America rhetoric they're going to hang their hats on. Yes, absolutely. I it's like do they keep the pressure up on these social issues that are absolutely toxic for them? I mean, it, Trump even came out and be like, "Yo, anti-abortion people, I got you what you wanted. I got Roe overturned. Now shut the fuck up because you're hurting us in the elections." So just be happy that I'm trying to turn women into broodmares. Don't beat your chests and scream about it too loudly because uh Unfortunately, women can still vote in America, and they seem to be pretty upset about the whole broodmare thing. So if we can try to like not remind them about that, then maybe we have a better chance of winning elections and then further solidifying their broodmare status. So, yeah, that's like the real issue right now is the Republican Party supports only horrible ideas, but now they have to try to find a way to not remind people about that problem. 
they are stuck between a rock and a hard place, though, right? Because their current strategy of attacking anything that seem anything that's progressive or that paints the established power base in a bad light as like putting it under this woke label and attacking it. That is obviously not working for them. And even Donald Trump is coming out and saying like, Hey man, maybe we should dial the shit back. And you know, you have these other Republican politicians that are just like, let's throw back on the woke stuff and start getting back to the issues people care about. But like the, you know, simply taking action against the actionable points, you know, the, the, your abortion, your, you know, it used to be gay, gay marriage rights, your trans rights now, like that sort of stuff is different than the, like, if you only attack those actual points, then the stuff in the margins, like that, that spreads progressivism and like, Hey, stuff could be better to the masses. will get out there. You know what I mean? And get people talking, which is bad for the GOP. It's great for society. Uh, but so like, I, I could see them really freaking out over this because they, their broad spectrum approach of just trying to stamp out progressivism across the board and by labeling stuff woke and just tamping it down, isn't getting them enough votes to keep the, the machine running, but only attacking the actionable points. Like a progress is really slow on it. And B, it just feeds that like, you can't focus your efforts into trying to stop people from spreading the good news. So, uh, look, at, it's looking good if you're on the winning or sorry the, the the winning team is a bit of a stretch if you're on the team of rational uh liberal thought like we are good for us we're so awesome oh we're the best we're truly the greatest and uh that brings us to our final question as always is what are you guys looking forward to um uh, okay oh, go nice no 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 hey you, you take the take the wheel by all means um I'm looking forward to the Diamondbacks being in the World Cup series or whatever it's called. World Series. Yes, the World Series. Your 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 Arizona Snake Men are there. Um it's unfortunate that your friend who was going to get you to the NLCS is a Phillies fan so now you don't have a uh a He didn't hookup. even get me to the game. He didn't get me to the game. Yeah. For yeah, listeners. Wow. Uh, this was a a boomer ass. I know he's listening. Um couldn't transfer the StubHub tickets over and just couldn't get them over in time. Had, he was on customer service. It's, I was on. I was just waiting around like, am I getting these tickets? What? I'm, I'm having a laugh. D- D- Dox this person immediately. We'll send I will our, not. But... Dox him. We will send our, we will send our Legion of Fans to destroy them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it very funny. Very funny for a journalist to not be able to get some tickets transferred over um i trust oh, all your reporting it's a journalist oh. i'm just kidding um <laughs> but i did not get to go to the fucking game and uh but i've been i watched the game last night um i've been everybody's talking sports with me even like my uber driver the other day was like hey you watching the games like i no, but i guess i will watch one um <laughs> and uh i didn't have the sound on last night but uh, I did watch most of it. Um, that yeah, uh, so they won. It has, has all of this given you like any any actual interest, or are you just sort of writing the zeitgeist wave? I'm just. I just want to. Uh, okay, so I think it's funny. There's a the last time the Diamondbacks won, as we mentioned numerous times over and over again, is they they're the spoilers for the Yankees during. The 2001 World Series? Is that what it's called? World Series? World Series, yes. Yeah, so we were the spoilers for patriotism, which I find to be a little bit funny. Um, 
And there's been an, I sent this article to Mike, but there was an article in our main paper here, the Arizona Republic, that was like, uh, the Diamondbacks brought us hope back in 2001. Can they do it again now that the, the world is in peril? And it's like, retire. Um, also, <laughs> is there implication that when the the nation is at its weakest, the Diamondbacks rise up to win a World Series? Yep. This- we can only do good when there's fog of war about, you know? Um, wow. Apparently. Uh, but also, I, I just find that to be a funny... <laughs> Uh, inter- Arizona interpretation of it because I always thought we were perceived as spoilers, but in Arizona apparently it brought us hope. Yeah, so, I, gu- I guess I guess war uh, really really drives uh, your baseball team to victory. So I have to ask, as a new Diamondbacks fan, uh, what is your opinion on Israel? Uh, well, Baxter the Bobcat <laughs> is going to negotiate peace negotiations, so I think that's what that means. I think that's what that AZ Republic article meant. So I need to get an we need to get an AI to make some of that art immediately. What's his name? Bugsy the Bobcat. Wait a minute. Ba- Baxter the Bobcat, I think, or something. Hold I don't on. know why it's a Bobcat. We have a snake. Yeah, as... I was. You just fucking like I, I I glossed over it at first, and then when my brain connected the dots, I almost had an actual aneurysm. Is the mascot for your baseball team the rattlesnakes a Bobcat? Yeah, I don't get it. I was just saying to Mike, like this seems like some intra game fighting because don't bobcats eat snakes like i feel like this is a bit of a they're certainly not like there's some hostility between them yeah i don't get it it's not openly antagonistic i think in terms of like the animal kingdom they're not like bros mike explain why he's a bobcat again it's like because ballpark baseball yeah yeah, yeah, it's because uh it's like it's like bank one ballpark is b-o-b so they decided to like Does play it off the, that anymore. It's not called that anymore. But when it was first called Bank One Ballpark at the start, they made the mascot based off of that name. So they made a Bobcat for Bob Ballpark. So that's how they got D Baxter the Bobcat. Yeah, that's and are, are you telling me that if it was a mutual insurance life firm, we could have got the 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 the, the hot milf? Yes. <laughs> They're fucking like a, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, it's called Chase Field now, so they need the they need to change change the name. I don't know what to, but it's called Chase Field now. It's not Bob. It could Relevant. be the chaser, and it could just be a person who likes other people with like voluptuous figures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, they, mm-hmm. and they they can creep on people in the stands for the one so, season before they get canceled. World Series. I don't fully care at all. But you know, let's let's get on the hype. Why oh, yeah. not? Let's have a re- let's have something to say during this segment. I'm excited for the Diamondbacks being in the World Series. Yes, the yes. Arizona the Arizona Snake Men are in the World Series fighting the Rangers of Texas. So we basically have your your slowly purpling state that is still full of Republican extremism battling literally one of the biggest cesspools of Republican extremism in America. You're going down, Great. Texas. Yeah. What up? Yeah. I do like how much like the the world's current fastest man, according to track and field, uh, Haley seemed very confused why our our baseball event is considered the World Series. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't make sense, is it? You're, you're, sh- sh- hush, you're going to get canceled. Don't say that. You'll oh, they're okay. going to cover you. They're going to cover you just like they came for him. Shh, shh. I'm sorry. Um, 
No, this is a real thing that happened. Some guy who's like who, who just won a bunch of track and field records. He made the mistake of giving an interview. He was just like, "World Series of what?" Like, there's only American teams played in that thing, and uh, every athlete for any American sports team on the planet still had access to Twitter. Was just like, I'm going to chime in and say that this guy's an asshole, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, buddy. You poor guy. Everybody should be talking about how you're the next Usain Bolt, but instead, this is all anybody wants to talk about. Motherfucker, you do, don't come after baseball. Yeah, d- don't come after because he spoke the truth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, American American sports are incredibly incredibly full of hubris because we declare ourselves the world champions of our sports when it's like as you just said, it's basically just America and a couple Canadian teams playing in these things. Now um, will, and they're like, I "What's will, that? Football? No, soccer. We're and football's another thing." Well, I mean, I will <laughs> say that at the very least, I don't think MLS has the temerity to declare the winner of our shitty soccer league the world champion because I think they know they would get laughed out of the building for that. But when it, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're in the right that the winners of the NBA are the best basketball team in the world. The same with Major League Baseball. And the same with American football, because nobody else plays our brutal murder football form of sport. So, yeah, I mean, it's like it's certainly it's both accurate and like nobody's exactly wrong in that argument between this guy, because like he's just like he's like, yeah, dude, I'm like an Olympian. When I go out there and I win my gold medal that says I'm the best in the world, I'm competing against the world. Like, like, right. like our village is literally like there's like 50 languages there. It's crazy. Uh, and it's just like, OK, that does make sense. But at the same time, it's like. I'm pretty sure that the I'm pretty sure that the best MLB team could go to any other country that plays baseball, play against their best team, and destroy it. Yes. So uh, in this situation, nobody's wrong. It's just a good example of sometimes you need to not say a thing in front of a hot mic, right? <laughs> or not even a hot mic, a mic that you know is on, and that somebody is asking you a pointed question. You're just like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to go ahead and make a lot of people really angry at me. People that folks that folks that other people really like athletes. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to, L? Man, I don't know. I guess Halloween, uh, just because I'd kind of like it to be done with. It's been a very busy week, but uh, unfortunately busy in a way that means that like my social life is kind of cratered because yeah. the people I normally associate with have had just like a ton of shit going on and uh, also a bunch of illnesses. So I'll yeah. be excited to the month of October and the Halloween season, not because I just like Halloween, but because I would sort of like to get back to a relative sense of normalcy in my social life. Uh, and also that trivia should be pretty fun. I'm happy for that. Too. Yeah. How about you, uh, buddy? I'm looking forward to the fact that if things break the right way for me, uh, crossing my fingers and toes, I may have um, a, I, I may be bequeathed a uh, PlayStation Five sometime in the next like, week or two, and then I will be able to get on like the Spider Man Two and the Baldur's Gate Three tip and all that fun stuff. So, hoping that uh, all these things that I'm being all, all these uh, honey coated uh, tales and songs of, of celebration that are being sung to me uh, break the right way, and that that actually works out. Nice! Wow, well, that's that, great. That does sound great. Yeah, I'm very excited for you. I also yes. forgot that my, my real answer is that I, I'm excited for all the honk if you're horny content I'm going to be engaging in after this. Honk, honk. <laughs> all right. And on that note, I think it's time for us all to pile into a clown car and drive out of Hellworld for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're still here with us, we really appreciate your support. If you'd like to continue supporting the show for free, 
you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever your podcasts are provided. If you have money and you'd like to give it to the show, we're happy to take it, and we really appreciate receiving it in such a way. You can do so by giving it to us at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, uh, where if you donate $5 or more a month, you get an access to all of our bonus content, but you can donate as little as $2 a month to uh, get yourself a beautifuler baby status and join us in our beautifuler baby crib. Speaking of which, thank you so much this week to our two most recent beautifuler baby, the Reverend Paleo Tectonics and Kelly. I'm glad that I got Paleo Tectonics right on the first go. I do know what that word is, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to spit it out correctly, and I nailed it. What a genius I am. Anyway, thank you so much, uh, Reverend Paleo Tectonics and Kelly, our two most recent beautiful babies. Welcome to the crib. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, we totally understand. There are innumerable ways you could do good with that money, but the one that we suggest every week is donating it to love146.org. They are an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and that is apparently a thing that we need to fight against because the QAnon crowd certainly ain't doing shit about it. Thank you as always to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our opening song. Uh, DJ Minimal Effort, no social media for them. What a genius. However, you can find our buddy Frosty at FrostyVO, I believe, still on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show that you're listening to, Hellworld, with a Q instead of an O on Twitter. Uh, you can find uh, Mike Rains, of course, on Twitter at PokerPolitics. Uh, I am one of the very elite few who jumped sky or jump ship to blue sky. Uh, you can find me there at Mysterious L, and you can find Haley, our uh, most popular co-host yet. Take that, Sarge. Uh, <laughs> I'm not actually sure if the data bears that out, but uh, everybody seems to love her. You can find her on various social media platforms at uh, Arizona Right Watch or AZRW. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined by our expert in all things Arizona crazy, Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. <laughs>